You're listening to Mysteries and Beliefs Podcast, the show where we discuss a multitude of mind-boggling topics like the paranormal, conspiracies, extraterrestrials, and anything mysterious. If you have a story to tell or just want to add to the conversation, send your thoughts to jwcarterfilmworks at gmail.com or join the Facebook group, Mysteries and Beliefs Podcast with John Carter. See you on the other side. Hello and welcome back for episode 18. For the first order of business, I want everybody to follow me on Spotify and subscribe on iTunes. Did I say it correctly this time? I think so. Okay. Today, for a follow-up of our last episode of on near-death experiences, we'll be talking about reincarnation. It's more of a... Um, a series? Are we doing reincarnation or... Or past life regression, is it the That's same? That's how we figure out reincarnations. Yeah, they're right. through past Sorry, life I'm regression. Slow. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it would be part two. This will be part two. Yeah. So today. And you're doing how many parts? Three. Okay. Next week, we'll wrap it up with consciousness. Okay. Okay. I'm down. All right. Today, reincarnations. Um, I'm going to focus on UVA. Dr. Jim Tucker. He is the director of the Division of Perceptual Studies. Like I mentioned, they have over 50 years of experience with this and research and starting back in the early 50s or the late 50s with Ian Stevenson. The way he got into, this is Ian Stevenson, got into the afterlife, near-death experiences, and um, reincarnation is through another doctor, at the campus of UVA. When he decided to do research on this back in the early 50s, he was actually funded by the creator of the Xerox system. Can you believe that? The inventor of the Xerox process. That's kind of cool. Yeah, he funded the trip. Um, so they started their trips off in India because in India, they found a lot of cases of children that have spoke of past lives. Yeah. But it looks like a lot of these studies that they that they've done, um, you see a lot of it done on children. Because when the children start talking about past lives, I think they're about 10 years old. And these kids just spontaneously start to talk about a life that they had previously. So they remember things, remember places, remember names, remember people. So they do have an astounding amount of real information that they get out of these kids. And this is not doing regression. These are just kids that are coming out um, telling these stories. But at first, a lot of the parents think that these kids are just telling stories. And how um, Dr. Tucker gets a hold of them, they actually contact them. And once they contact them, they um, do some research, some back research on the past life of this child. But with these children, the time frame is usually they've noticed with their research about four years from the time that this person has died to the time that this child is born. So there's some period of time. So it, it doesn't really happen like right away. 
because the couple of cases that I have in my notes are, and you know about these too, Yep. about the little boy that died, was a pilot that died. Um, yep. So I have some notes on that, but I'll get to that. But from the last episode, I've, I do the same thing that when I listen to other podcasts or even radio shows that I do, you have tell stories and you miss stories because you go on to another subject. And what I was talking about during the last last episode, not to skip back, was um, how they got the subjects for the studies in UVA. So the first thing that I was talking about was if Mr. Jones or if a family member went down and had CPR, they went into cardiac arrest, they brought them back. You have a good memory. And so what happens is sometimes these people start to tell stories about what they saw. And these either stories get told to someone and gets the information to Dr. Tucker, Dr. Tucker or contacts Dr. Tucker or if it's a big enough story that gets into the news, UVA will go pick up that story and investigate it and do research on right, it. Right. So this is how they get these stories. And another thing I, I think I haphazardly explained last week was cardiac arrest and having a heart attack being two different things. Because people always think when you go into cardiac arrest, it's a heart attack. Or if you have a heart attack, you're in cardiac arrest. That's two different things. So what happens is, you, of course, you have your circulatory system in your heart. What happens is blood goes through one side of your heart. It comes down. It goes to the main pumping vessel. I'm, I'm trying to say it in layman terms, layman's terms, so yeah. not to be scientific. But it goes to, to the right side of your heart, down, up through some vessels to the left side. It, the blood goes down into the lungs to get oxygenated back into the left ventricle, which is the main pump of the heart. And it squeezes and pumps all the blood out to your body. Okay. So that's what happens. Now, during a heart attack, what happens is you have a blockage, blockage in the main artery of your heart. Right. And if that artery is blocked off, it'll cause that tissue to lose oxygen. And at some point it will start to die. So time is always heart muscle. So when you have a heart attack, please go to the doctor, go to the hospital. But this is, this causes damage to the heart. And this is what's, this is what causes a heart attack. This is called infarcting. So it's just causing the muscle around that area of the vessel to start to die. So that is a heart attack, but it can go into a cardiac arrest. So there's two things about cardiac arrest. First, you should give a disclaimer. Well, disclaimer, um, what kind of disclaimer? A medical disclaimer that I, I don't do this or? No, no I'm not giving. You're, you're, I, I'm not giving medical advice. What I'm doing is explaining because last how he week. he knows he's in the field. So, so like I mentioned last week, I, I mentioned ventricular tachycardia. I have to asked, told the story. And all I said was ventricular tachycardia was a lethal rhythm. That's all I said. Remember? Right. Yep. So I didn't explain anything. Yeah. But what happens in cardiac arrest, it can happen from having a heart attack or something causing your pump not to work right, which is your heart. Heart attacks can do that because 
once that muscle starts to die or gets damaged, it does create havoc in the electrical system of your heart. So right. your the pump is not pumping correctly. So with that, you can go into two rhythms. One is really not a rhythm. The first one, everybody knows the flat line. Sure. That's asystole. You can't really do anything. Sounds you can like do someone's s- name. Yeah. Or a place. A- asystole. Yeah. yeah, it does sound like a place. <laughs> maybe that's what it, because everything is always Greek, right? Yeah. So maybe that's where they got it from. Yeah. But what happens is you go into asystole. When you go into asystole, this is, this is why we do CPR. The CPR is uh, a manual pump for your heart. So you can keep the body oxygenated and the blood flowing throughout your body. And the second rhythm that happens, it could be ventricular tachycardia, just like I mentioned the last time, or ventricular fibrillation. And either one of those, the pump is still not working correctly. So you consider these cardiac arrests. So that meaning that's meaning that your heart is not pumping correctly. It's not working. Right. So we do CPR on that. And those two are lethal rhythms that could kill you just like asystole because your heart's not pumping. So during ventricular tachycardia and ventricular fibrillation, they have two things is either they can convert you back to your regular rhythm and bring you back to life with medicines, or this is when they give you the paddles. So they shock you clear. You're familiar with that personally. And why I mentioned that not only that is haphazard, what I said last week is because people do remember being shocked during cardiac arrest Uh, on some of these cases. Okay. So that's why I wanted to go over that. That's why you did one of that long story. Well, it's educational. may have fallen asleep on. But it is educational. May or may have not have. I know. But some people out there don't know about it though. And they're very interested. You just probably educated a a lot of people. So So that's like I mentioned, that's where Dr. Tucker gets his cases from. So the family member or the people themselves that are aware of the studies at UVA will contact them and then they will do the studies. Okay. So a lot of the cases, like I mentioned earlier, were kids and you know, some of the cases and you said last week you watched these past regressions and things I watch like them that, in the so. middle of the night when I can't sleep. Well, I mean, it, is I just go under, I go in a rabbit hole and then I start looking up names who were in there to try to find, <laughs> to try to debunk the story myself. And you'd be surprised. I'm not the only one that does that. Try to debunk them. So th- for the the case in a little boy. Well, which one? You got to say names. I'm, I don't know names. One of the shows okay, that I was the watching, the, um, it was on the BBC but it was YouTubed and he, the boy mentioned his name. And so I said, I started looking up his name. And when I pulled, when I started typing in Google, several people have beat me to it. They want to find out too. And then there's blogs on this, like saying, I wonder if they ever find out this or did they find this? And then other people chime in and say, oh, I had a neighbor that lived here in 1960, whatever the case may be. So there are, there's people out there that also try to figure it out. Some people will say no, because he, his parents, he probably watched something on TV when he was smaller or uh, his parents, he listened to conversations. But the one that I'm speaking of in particular, the little boy grew up near the beach and there was a plane 
And he named his dog, his parents, and he kept telling his mom, you're not my real mom. And um, she was concerned about it. And the guy from UVA, I'm pretty sure we're talking about the same guy. He came to visit. Yeah. Like everything that he said, I had a family. They lived such and such. I mean, hundreds of miles away. There's no way that you would. There's no way that he could know this at his age. And he was under five, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the, and most, like I said, most of these kids start like really young, remembering yeah. these things. And he, uh, so they, I'm trying to wrap it up because I can talk about this this particular story long. They took him to the town. He started saying, this is where I lived. And then, but when he started driving through, he was saying, I don't remember that. He pointed out the houses and they took him to a house that could have been his when he was smaller. And he was saying, this wasn't there at my house. This was there. And um, they had changed everything around in the house because it obviously had been years prior. So uh, they, they found a family and reached out that lived in the same neighborhood where that boy would have lived in the year And I think they were called the Whiting family, if I'm not mistaken. And it was one lady left and she showed pictures of the dog, but it didn't belong to the boy. It belonged to their family and uh, different things. It belonged to the neighbor, not him. But the lady was elderly and she was the last surviving of. So, but. And she remembers a family that lived there. Hold on. So we're talking about the little boy. Yeah. How much of the information was correct that the little boy spoke of the the family was correct he named the family and he named that place it was the place that he named was correct and they did have a plane that came in to drop off supplies because this is some like remote area and he described the house to a t those type of houses and Pretty much everything that he said was, was. Yeah. A lot of the cases that, you know, that Dr. Tucker spotlighted, they were really accurate cases. And the one that we talked about the other girl, um, the other day, the little girl from Sri Lanka. Yeah. That one was really accurate. Do you remember that story? So it's a girl, I don't have her name um, in my notes, but it was a girl in Sri Lanka that started having past life memories. The memories were so close and so accurate that when, I'm going to tell the story, but when she met the family members, she actually went up and kissed the lady on her cheek and said, that you're my sister. Yep, that she knew That's my sister. I'm a, we have a special guest. Does she want to come on mic? Sure. You don't have to. I want to interrupt your story because I want her to come on mic. So okay. Then, so we're going to take a pause for the cause. Pause for the cause. And then we'll come back. We're, we're debating. Okay. Welcome back from our short little break that we had. We have a guest in the house today. Do you want to introduce your sister? This is a lady that needs no introduction. Is that where we put the applause track? <laughs> yes. Like they do? Yes. Okay, we'll add the it. The talented, the amazing. Uh, my sister. Your sister, is that <laughs> it? Hi, sister. Do you want to introduce yourself? You go ahead. Uh, yes. Hello, everyone. My name is Cherie Johnson, and Lisa is one of her older sisters. Yeah. 
She's the cooler one. Yeah. Okay. She came in while, well, knocked on the door while we're doing our recording. I so, thought I left it unlocked. It wasn't her fault. That's okay. We'll just Sorry. pick up where we left off. My apologies. So that's our rewind. Got it? So we're going to go we back to- We you were coming earlier. Yeah, cool. I know. But still, we're trying to get, I've been waiting for you all day to do this. Sorry. Anyway, back to the story. Before we took a pause for the cause, we were talking about a Sri Lankan girl- Yes. That remembered a past life. Yes. The past life that she did uh, remember that she was a man. She was a man. She had a family and she sold, what was it? Incense. Incense. And she remembered all that to the T. Um, Dr. Dr. Tucker got a hold of this case because I believe um, this was like, a news case, I think what it was. It did make the news. It made the news. Yeah. So when things like I mentioned earlier, things like that make the news, they go do research on it. The right. Division of Perceptual Studies out of UVA. Right. So they went to India to follow up on this and do some research. And they found how close or how accurate the account was. She could account the day that she died in the car and accident how. and yeah, in the car accident and how yeah. she even knew what he was carrying when he died. Right. Again, they sold incense and they were taking a separate truck or trolley or whatever they were in to a separate place from his brother. Right. When she did meet the family, she asked about those specific incense. They made them. They made them, but they didn't make them any longer. Right. So how would she know about them if they did not even make them anymore? Right. Exactly. So the she remember as she remembered everyone from the family. The entire family. The entire this girl family. Knew. She knew the town. She knew the brother that was with her. She knew how she died. She knew her sister. And you know what else can you say about that? I mean, I mean, everything was so was spot on. Yeah, I, I, there was nothing that you could watch on TV for this no. little girl to know this. There was that's why it was probably interesting to mm -hmm. uh, the guy from UVA. Yeah, and so, so that's what they do. A lot of these cases, they like I said, they find them on the media in yeah. media, or people call them, they contact them and they do research of these cases. Of course, every now and then they do get some bogus, you know, cases, people just want some publicity, but they don't do anything with those at all. Right. Um, but there's um, a lot of fascinating stories that they have. Another one is, I have some notes on this was exceptionally accurate. Wait, have you seen the show? So we watched the BBC, uh, the um, okay, I YouTube BBC in the middle of the night a lot uh, when I'm not sleeping and t not texting you. <laughs> uh, the they have shows of past life regression. You know they used to do those shows, mm -hmm. um, like the, the paranormal shows. The, and things like yeah, that. it was like that. Have okay. you ever seen anything like that on the BBC? No, I haven't. Okay. But I do know what you're speaking of. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, um, okay. So what about it? I was just asking so she can follow along with the conversation. So my question is, oh. so you're, you're, the people that are studying these cases are from UVA? Are they like a paranormal research? No, student? they are doctors. They're doctors. So in the last episode, you didn't if you didn't listen to the last episode, this is a group of doctors. I'm going to rewind for you guys just a little bit. But it's a, a group of physicians that, in the, that is in the medical, medical department in UVA. 
So how they started this research is a doctor named Ian Stevenson. He was told um, a story about near-death experiences back in 1957. So he started to get interested into near-death experience and afterlife and all this. So Dr. Stevenson was the one who founded this department in UVA. So it's not only just um, psychologists, philosophers, there are trauma surgeons, Mm -hmm. there are medical doctors, there are philosophers. So there's a group of different medical disciplines that's involved with this research. So there's neural guys that's involved in this. So it's not, um, not a paranormal group at all. They don't search for anything paranormal. They just research the stories of after near death experiences and afterlife. So this is what they do. Okay. So in this, and the reason why I focused on them is because not only they're in Virginia, where we live, they have over 50 some odd years of research doing this. This is awesome. That's awesome. Right here in Virginia. They they have one interesting study that they did that I was going to wait till talk about, but you've already brought up the pre or past life regression is they did a study with kids and they had kids make up a life. So they just had the kids just come in, make up their own past life. Ex- they didn't say it was a past life experience, but to make up something. So these kids would tell these stories. And what they would do is they took the names that the kids made up and put them in an international database to get hits of names, the names of the people that they gave to see if there were real people. Oh wow! So if they did get a hit of real people or a real name that then they would take another step forwards to see if that person died or see if oh, that person wow. had this or whatever story that was made up by this kid to see how close it was to some of these kids. But was fat, what was fascinating about, about that was that they had some of these kids make up these stories and they told these stories or found out details to the T of these people's, these people. Wow. That is awesome. Can you believe that? And these are just made up stories. Are these people in India? Are you talking about? No, these, well, UVA, these kids, I don't come over here from India to UVA to tell a story. No, that's what I'm asking. I don't know. No, they, they did. They did it here. They, I said UVA. Did you? Yes, Yes, I did. did. So if you were, Paying attention, you Sorry, heard that. Slow. So they told those stories, and isn't that crazy? That is, that's yeah. I totally believe things like that happen. Yeah, yeah it it does. I mean, I, I have a couple of cases that I have uh, notes on. One of the ones that, that you talked about before, not only the Sri Lankan girl, was the little boy that died in a plane crash that was a pilot. Yeah. Well, the little boy didn't die, but his past life, he was a pilot and died. Right. So this is another case out of UVA. This little boy's name was James Leninger. Well, is James Leninger because he is still alive. But what I have here is a side-by-side comparison of the boy's story and the actual life of the person that he had past life experience. That or he was previously. Just his, that he was previously. Right. So the little boy was um, James Leninger. He signed his names on his drawings, James the Third, when he drew pictures. Right. The guy who died, or the past life that he had, was his name was James Hudson, and he was a junior. Oh, wow. Okay. 
So the little boy said he flew off of the Natoma. Now, how could a kid make up that, a name like that? Right. The Natoma. What is the Natoma? James Hudson, a pilot on the USS Natoma Bay. Oh. Okay. James Lineker, the little boy, flew a, a Corsair. James Hudson had flown a Corsair. Wow. Oh the God. little boy, James, shot down by the Japanese. <gasps> right. I remember. Okay. I remember this. The story. James the, Hudson shot down by the Japanese. Right. Little James died in Iwo Jima. James Hudson. He's the only pilot that died in Iwo Jima, the Iwo Jima operation. Oh, my Lord. Right. Little James, my airplane got shot in the engine and crashed in the water and sank and I died. That's right. I remember that story. Wow. Yeah. The James Hudson from eyewitness account or eyewitness reported, he was shot head on center of the engine and crashed little James Lineker nightmares of plane crashing, sinking into the water. James Hudson plane crashed in the water and quickly sank little James, James Larson was there. James Hudson. Oh, sorry. His wasn't sorry. I said, James, I'm getting these J's mixed up. Jack Larson was there. That's little James, James Hudson. Jack Larson was the pilot next to him when he crashed. Oh, wow. So that's how close this little boy was to how accurate. But what I don't have on this note also, when he was a little boy, he mentioned that he saw his parents. He told his parents that he saw his parents on the beach in Hawaii. That's when they were trying to conceive him. That's right, right. Can you believe that? Yeah. I mean, how can a kid with names like that, three or four years old, make up a story or right. names like that just out of the blue? Yeah. You yeah. can't, I, I don't, you can't do it. Even if you, even if you saw this somewhere, as a little kid, I'm not going to remember those names. No. Especially the, the USS yeah. Natoma, right. Iwo Jima. So what, how, what happened here? So to fast go backwards with the story, the little boy was interested. He would take his plane and he would crash it onto the coffee table. They even have pictures of the coffee table online. Right. So he would crash it onto the coffee table, plane go down, crash, plane will go down, crash. And he was telling his family, his parents about, you know, he died in a plane accident and he was always interested in, you know, Iwo Jima. World War II was World War II, World War II. He was always interested in that. He got a book from his grandfather of World War II, started flipping through it and said, that's me. That's where I was. He wow. picked himself out of the book. Isn't that crazy? That is, oh, yeah. That's amazing. You got to watch it. It's you, you can watch it on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, it's Listen you can yeah you can watch you can go to the UVA website. They have all this information on the UVA website. So again, how can you make up stories like that? Right, it, it's hard to. And just sitting here listening to this, and and I've talked to you all about my things off offline. You know, I mean, it, and having my own past life memories and things that I remember so vividly, like I was there, like I was watching from above like 
you know, picking out my own mother and things like that. It's, it, it's there and how I had conversations and was able to describe people that had passed years before me. Yeah. And that's what they, 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 one thing that they do mention is the above, how people see from above. Yes. You're always floating. Always. So in my, in my experiences is always flying and floating above and watching down um, different different scenarios of um, how I've, I've been told it's like there's no way I'm able to know these things, that things that have happened with different family members that in households and places where I wasn't even born, I wasn't even conceived yet, but I'm able to describe tell you who was in the room, where they were standing, what they were wearing, what the weather was or the light was outside, Um, tell you conversations that I have no way of knowing about the conversations. And I was telling stories from the time that, you know, I could start talking or walking of different things and people and events in the family that I keep being told there's no way I could know this. Um, Yeah. And they mentioned that most of the time kids start to tell these accounts is at the age of 10 or under 10, 10 or under is usually when they find these kids with these stories. Yeah, I think so the average age they said here in the notes about six or seven years old, but that little boy I just spoke of James um, Leninger was only three years old when he started his, I was like two or three when I started mine. Um, the very first one, and I'm not going to take, not going to go too long, take you out of what you, you know, your story that you were telling. But one of the most vivid ones was I had to be about two. Um, and I was at my grandmother's house in Dunloring. My grandmother was in the kitchen um, along with three of her sisters and they were sitting around the table. Grandma was cooking. I had to go to the bathroom. And so the way their, their house was set up, the, the, first level was a huge kitchen and then you had a door that you went into that walked that was like a sliding pocket door and you walked into this huge room that they called the parlor um upstairs there was that's seven, old school yes a second they had a small narrow room um off to the side and near a stairwell going up and then upstairs the stairwell kind of went up and wrapped around and there was a huge bedroom at first when you first come up and then this the, the hallway went to the left and there was like multiple bedrooms and a bathroom up there. And then this big, huge opening at the end um, that was almost like another room unto itself with a big window that looked outside. And to the left was another large bedroom where my uncles all shared a room. But anyway, this day I walked out of the kitchen to go to my aunt's, to that little room um, to go to, you know, go to the bathroom, go in that direction. And there was this like bluish turquoise colored chair that had like this kind of popcorn like effect. To so the was this part of either your remembering or was this, this is actual, actual. this okay. is actual. And so when I walked in the room, there was a man sitting there who I remember seeing multiple times. And when I was floating above the house, I remember seeing my grandfather bring this man out on the porch and sit and, and other people come up and talking to him and the old man walking with the cane. And it was the same man sitting in the chair and he was rubbing his knees. And I went over to him and I said, what's wrong? And he said, his knees hurt. He said, his legs hurt. And he told me to go tell them gals to come in here and change my bandages. 
And I was like, your legs hurt, bandages, you know, kind of questioning what's wrong and can your I gals, see it? Your gals, what, your, your, your mom or your sisters? No, we're talking about my grandmother and oh. his, his daughters because <laughs> there was four of them in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And so I, he said, you want to see? He asked me, did I want to see? And so he, he pulled his pants legs up and took the bandages off and showed me his legs. And they were infected and had maggots on them. And smell the smell was horrible. So I looked at his legs and I'm seeing these worms all over and they were maggots and freaked me out. And the smell was just horrible. Um, And he told me again, he said, you tell them gals, I said, it's time to change my bandages. Go get them. So I go in the kitchen and I would say, Grandma, Daddy said, it's time to change. Daddy said, tell them gals, it's time to change my bandages. So I repeated exactly what he said. So that was your grandfather or? No, great grandfather who had died two years before I was born. Okay. Okay. So because I'm confused. So because you said. This one, what you're telling now is the regression. Right. So this is where, so I'll get to that in a second. So long story short, my grandmother and her sisters all looked at each other, asked me to repeat what I said and asked me to show them where this man was. Who was I talking about? And I repeated what he said. And she took me by the hand and I led her into the room and I said, there he is. And I pointed to the chair And, and I told her, I said, his legs hurt. And she's like, where? I said, right there. He's right there. And I described him. And so she just looked pale and grabbed me and went back in the kitchen and slammed the door. And we didn't go back in there for the rest of the day. And I don't remember where I ended up and falling asleep when I woke up next. I was at my mom's. But the memory for me is this man died two years before I was born. Prior to me seeing him sitting in the chair that day, I had memories of talking to him of being in the room with him and my grandfather and my aunts and other people in the different parts of the house out on the out on the 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 uh what do you call it the porch but i my memories are always of me floating around so it's not a a memory that you can put a name to or a person you think maybe no i know his name no, 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 you, you me, you, meaning do, because were you somebody's child or you one of grandma's kids. I don't I don't know if I was anyone's child. All I know is seemed like I went from body to body. Uh. But for the most part, I would be floating above and watching different scenarios. And I also remember floating down and being and sitting on his lap and being told not to sit on his lap. But it was me. But it wasn't me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's, that's you know, this that's, like regression or just like, um, you know, when people do have past life experiences. But, you know, the, I guess these are more notable cases because they have actual names that right. they they can put to right. the person. They can say, look at a picture. That was me. Right. You know, they remember all of that stuff. The only the what I will say is, is that the that's like the. 
people, when she shares these stories, people are saying, well, how would you know you're not even born? We have a one sister that always says that you weren't even born. How would you know? But the thing is, if you know our family, we don't talk about family stuff. We have table, dining room table talk or kitchen table talk, as it were. But it's not like like that, like so And vivid. you can't discredit everybody's experience. You can't experience. discredit anybody's experience. Exactly. So that's always, you know what I right, mean? Right, Like exactly. I, where, where would you have gotten that from? Exactly. Because even throughout Kitchen Table Talk, that wouldn't have so specific wouldn't have been. Yeah, and this pulled. stuff goes back just like everything that we talk about talk about goes back years and years right. to the beginning of time. Yeah, right. I have some interesting And she quotes. always says that she always has memories from when she was like two or three. Right. Yeah. It's like and and those the dreams that I had that were also of things that were always the same, but it was like a movie adding on, adding on, adding on. Yeah. But this started in childhood that went forward and the in my dreams and in also waking visions, having memories and experiences of different houses and what they look like inside and outside and being in these different rooms and actually time traveling within the same house, like going from one door to the next. And I would always see a lady that looked like Aunt Dottie. Right. Um, and the clothing would change. It went from like early 1800s clothing into early 1900s into the 20s. But I was always, whoever I was, I was always recognized and talking to one of the other relatives. But right. it was like I was time traveling and then, within uh, these. And that's what, yeah, that's a lot of these accounts also was people related it to related it to being a movie yeah that they're actually sitting back watching a movie as the time is time is going on exactly with exactly and like i said this has been since the beginning of time that you know people believed in near-death experiences and reincarnation um so it's, it's not new i have some interesting quotes that i have plato was big into the afterlife. Was he really? Yes. 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 Wow. He was. Wow, and because I could, like I did last time. I like how you I said that. Plato. Plato. <laughs> um, just like I did last time, I watched hours and hours of different lectures on the subject. Right. And one of the quotes from Leto, Leto. Plato. <laughs> the, <from> Plato. Plato. <laughs> I messed you up. The body is the prison for your soul. This is what Plato said. Yeah. He also mentioned the reason why we don't remember, of course, this was back in his day, that the people that do remember didn't drink enough from the waters of memory. Or was it? Minnetonka? No, didn't drink enough... (laughs) Oh, didn't drink enough of the, (laughs) did not drink enough of the water of forgetfulness. That's why they have these past life experiences or remember past life. This is what he said. That's crazy. Yeah. And there's a, I, I, like I said, I, I looked at, I watched uh, different lectures and there's a couple of other people that, you know, that had like interesting quotes, you know, from this, um, there was a gentleman by the name of H.H. H. Price. H.H. H. Price was a Welsh philosopher 
So he's known for perceptual philosophy and studies and things like that too. So I'll post his you know information in the notes as well. But he mentioned a disembodied person would always think of themselves as a former person. So because the reason why he mentioned that is I was watching one of the lectures on how people don't believe in reincarnation or don't believe in the afterlife. So, and, and if you don't have a soul or you went on to somewhere else as your consciousness, then you would always be thinking of yourself in your human form. Right. So that's why when they were talking about is like how people, some people can remember and some people don't remember because if you're just floating around, you're going to want to just like, you know, the alien movies, you're going to want to find a body to get into <laughs> because you remember yourself as, you know, as a person from the, from the past or your, your past. Right. Before I go into telling any other stories or any accounts of what I have in my notes here, um, with the, as I mentioned, like your soul, I've heard in some of the lectures that people think that we're part of just one collective, that we think we have a separate mind and consciousness, that we're just part of an entire collective, what, you know, what we could be, because we're all made of everything from the universe. Energy, dust. Yes. Energy, yeah. Electricity. We're, we're all made of the same substance of the universe. So we could be part of you know, a big collective. And with something that you did mention um, that we talked about before, but we didn't talk about it on, on the show was that how people pick their, their life, your, their souls, their souls. She no, on that well, not, too. not, you can't pick your soul because you only I'm have sorry. One. Your soul makes an agreement. There you go. Right. So, and what I heard on one of the lectures, whatever you choose in your life does not affect your soul. Right. So you could be like an evil person, just like Hitler chopping people up. You could be, I mean, I mean, you could be anybody. You choose your, you can choose to be your brother again. You can choose to be. But how would you know that though? I mean, because your soul knows your soul. But if I saw this, do you think I would want to come back like Charles Manson or something? You don't know. There's, you have a life's purpose and each life has a purpose. So. Right. And whatever your energy is drawn to is what you're going to probably continue to be drawn to. So, and I say, yeah, did you hear that part? (laughs) So, all right. So this is what I'm going to say because of the things that I've been through. Like when I got knocked off the sled, a slide and I literally jumped out of my body. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've ever told you that story. Mm -mm. Um, So I think I was in first grade kindergarten and some friends pushed me off the top of an eight foot slide onto the asphalt and I landed head first. (laughs) <laughs> our brother and our sister crossed my arms, picked me up and carried me down to our aunt's home and um, laid me on the sidewalk. And I was trying to catch up and it was like I couldn't run. I had to fly. Our sister went in to go get my aunt and something told me, get back in your body, get back in your body. So I laid back in my body. So you should have been here last week with that story. Right. What? NDE, Why? near-death experience. Right. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Right. So you're, right, right, right. You're, right. You're a week too late. I know. <laughs> so, but with the thing of me saying that basically there's times where I've been known to like astral plane and that kind of thing. Sure. And 
something that's totally off topic, but the no, whole no, lot- no, that's no. Be, you said that because I actually have a person that I have in my notes that's okay. All well, about let that. Her finish. Go yeah. Ahead. So <laughs> the whole thing of picking your life's purpose or picking your path. I honestly believe because of memories that I have of picking my mother, seeing her um, with family outside of the back of my great grandmother's home, watching them from above and looking at this family and thinking, oh, my. You know, thinking, you know, oh, my gosh, you know, I, I really like they look like they were fun. And it felt like it seemed like I was just floating and I was like this this thing of energy and I'm bouncing around and floating around them. And I literally remember picking my mother to be my mom. I really, there was something about her that I really liked. Right. Yeah, I know you mentioned that's off topic about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the astral planning I have in my notes that um, a guy that, by the name of Edgar Casey, he's Virginia too. Man, we got a lot of people that's some into some things in Virginia. in Virginia. I mean, he worked out at uh, one of the hospitals in Virginia, but um, he was considered an American clairvoyant. Okay. He did healing, reincarnation, dreams, the afterlife, past life, nutrition, spoke of Atlantis and astral planning. So he claimed to be, you know, psychic. Well, I can't, I don't want to say claimed. But he claimed, or he well, that's what it he's is. a psychic, a clairvoyant. So he had a, a bunch of different hats. But there's a hospital called the Casey Hospital in Virginia Beach. Oh. So he actually worked with again with physicians on this back in the nineteen early nineteen twenties. Wow. So Virginia Beach period for him was nineteen twenty five to nineteen forty five. Kind of like the Mineral Water Hospital. The I don't know what that water is. Hospital. Never heard of the that. spa. Oh, you talking about that TV show, that movie? No, the, one of the adventurers went there. They they did a. Oh they, yeah, they, you t- see, you, we can't rehash sorry. another show that we. Sorry, because we talked about that during did ghost you see shows. It? No. Yeah, there was a whole. Uh, we'll talk about it offline, but yeah, yeah, there was a whole, you have to rewind. But to, to your point, Casey w- claimed he was this thing, and then the same thing with. Well, the you can't say water. claimed. Why? Why can't I? That's what he claimed to be. Well, yeah, I guess he claimed to be it, but was I mean, you don't want to debunk debunk what he is. MD behind his name. It's not behind his name, but it was behind the people that researched with him. Okay, so he claimed. Okay. Any anywho, but that that's wild. That He's a this professional is, this, in his field. This is in Virginia too. So yeah. we have a lot of stuff that's going on in Virginia that I didn't know about until I started researching this stuff. Something in the water. In the water in Virginia Beach. And we go to Virginia Beach all the damn time, too. We do. Maybe that's what's wrong with you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> nice. back back to the, back to the story. I thought it was the well water from Dunmore. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, as far as we'll, we'll, since we'll go back, we're bouncing around like we do all the time. But I'll go back to... One other story that I had about a little boy. This little boy is named Ryan Hammond. He had the similar experience to the little boy James that I explained, Lindiger that I talked about earlier. Right. He woke up, and I think you know about this too, said, you're not my mom to his mother. Right. And he kept repeating it, that you're not my mother. Was that the little boy that was on Oprah? 
Um, he may have been on Oprah, but I didn't watch any oh, okay. of Okay, because that happens a lot with the regression. But yeah, he said that he wasn't his mom and that's not his dad. And he wanted to go back to Hollywood. Mm. Mm-hmm. So he kept repeating this as a little boy. It's like, you've never been to Hollywood. Why would you want to go back to Hollywood? Did you watch, you know, on TV or something like that? The mother contacted, you know, UVA, the Department of Perceptual Division of Deceptual, Perceptual, you know, whatever, UVA. Um, but, and Dr. Tucker took the case and started doing research on this. So they found that the little boy gave a name which was a guy by the name of Marty Martin. Wow. Oh, Marty Mark. <laughs> they couldn't find him. So they, they were dead stop right there. They couldn't find him. So they did some more digging, some more research, because he gave specific places and names. So they showed him a picture of like an old movie or something like that. And this was just doing the research. He goes, oh, that's me there. They go, wait a minute. Okay, so they took it, and they took it to someone at the studio who figured out who this guy was. So this guy was, he said, no, sorry, he didn't say that to me. He said, I used to work with him. This is what he said. I used to work with him on the movie. So they went back and like, who would work? Who'd work with him? So they kind of put the details together. And what was is one of the main actors, I don't have his name down, but he was this guy, Marty, was an extra in this movie because he named the movie and named the other actor. So they did research. They found this guy named Marty Martin. They pulled up a picture to him. This is when he saw the picture and said, yeah, that's me. And the reason why they didn't, they couldn't find him because he wasn't successful as a Hollywood actor. But he became a dancer. He used to um, dance in across the country in like different shows and things like Broadway? that. Broadway too. And he changed his name several times. Oh wow! So that's why. Himself. So that's why he couldn't. They couldn't find him at first. He he spoke of the dancing that he did on Broadway. He also spoke of yeah, I I used to work with other actors and this guy Marty Martin had opened up a successful um, agency Oh wow! for actors. Wow. And again, back to what we talked about earlier, how can you just pull that out of your ass to say, I was in a movie with XYZ in Hollywood, but not, what kid watches movies from the 30s? Right. You know, no kids watch that. And where would you ever see that? Right. You wouldn't see it. Kids do watch it. <laughs> you heard that pause. <laughs> no, you used to watch musicals and stuff. We've all watched old school stuff, but not that specific. I get your point. Yeah, I okay. was just saying that. Okay, I used to live on. Yeah, I remember. That's me in that movie. I lived on XYZ Street and all that, sure, right? Sure, no, yeah, I get it. I, I was just so. correcting you as far as watching TV. And no, movies. kids. If if kids are watching from a movie from the 30s, they're sitting there with their grandparents. The grandparents, that's and right. How many My times, grandkids will do that. How many right? times have you paid attention to a movie that your grandparents were watching? Will I we did. end up doing it? Yeah, you, I did. You kind of help it. Just like my brother used to make me watch MASH. I hated it oh, until man. I started MASH liking was good. it. MASH was awesome. Yeah, that well, was Well, after a certain age, but me at like five, when MASH was not cracking. What about mm. Benny Hill? And well, I like Benny Hill. I never got the comedy, but it was fun. I never understood the comedy. Oh gosh! But Lacano this... used to say that's um, 
European comedy, so it wouldn't be the same. They have different humor. Okay. Dry humor. Oh, that's sorry, Rabbit another, Hole? Yeah, yeah, that's sorry, another, that's another show. Sorry. But this little boy, um, Ryan Hammond, was born in 2005, and usually they said the time frame is about four years that they've noticed on these kids for to be reincarnated. Right. Um, he was born in 2005. Marty Martin was born in 1903 and died in 1964. So that was a huge time frame yeah. in between then. I wonder if he had another life or maybe that, you know, he was just floating around. Yeah. He might have. In the heavens. Yeah. But what's interesting that they found, I don't Everything even, is interesting. It is. You. I mean, but you tell me these subjects aren't interesting. <laughs> Should are. I say, give me another word instead of say it's fascinating. There you Astounding. go. Astounding. Yes. <laughs> Extraordinary. <laughs> But what's so extraordinary about this is, but there are kids that were born with deformities. So, for instance, they had some past life uh, memories of being killed because their kids are afraid of guns or afraid of water or just something fire or something specific. It's because... They may have been shot, drowned, or what have you, but there there was a little boy that was shot in his head. And, well, sorry, the little boy wasn't shot. The person who died that he remembered was shot in the head. He was born with no ear, a deformity. There was another little kid that was born with his fingers chopped off and the memories he had was from somebody working in some field tool or something that chopped off his fingers there's even been birthmarks of kids that remember i got this when i was stabbed mm-hmm. right. you know well when were you stabbed yeah i got this when i was stabbed and there was some somebody of the more recent years that he was held up with his brothers, and I, I can't remember which country it was, but they were, his sisters were raped. So the, bro, the brother went after the guys who raped the sisters and killed them. So the police came after him. So him and his, his brothers were held up in a house. Instead of being arrested because they know in that country that they weren't going to arrest them, they were probably going to you know, execute them and kill them. So he did a murder-suicide. So he killed his brothers and killed himself. So there was a uh, another a child that was born that remembers this, that, that happened. So the gentleman that did the research on this, he said he has a birthmark here. And he go, well, if it's a birthmark, then it should be too, because all his life he goes, I was shot here underneath the chin where he was shot. And so when this doctor did the research, he goes, well, if there's an entrance wound, there should have been an exit wound. So they went in his hair. He had the same birthmark. They got police reports of the guy who committed suicide and did a line from the bottom of his chin where he put the gun up to the exit wound on top of his head. And then they measured it, the angle and everything, and then went back to the boy and measured it the same way. It oh, was wow. exact. Oh my wow. gosh. Oh my gosh. How, I can't, I, that, I, I can't understand how could that happen physically? 
what they what they did mention in one of the lectures is is just the the strong power of the memory causing that in utero before you were born. Yeah. Yeah. So you remember that, that you have no hands, you have just been cut off or you've been shot. So it manifests when you're born into your next life. Right. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it's, it's, we're all part of the collective. It makes me wonder now when my son kept saying that he was, uh, that I wasn't his mother and that. No, nah, he just didn't want you as his mama. That's right. right. Wait, 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 no, we're in the, we're in a restaurant and we're sitting there and this group of people come in and they're sitting on the other side of the restaurant from us. It was a large group. And he got up from our table and went to an empty table and sat there looking at them for the longest time. And he was mad. He got madder and madder and madder. So when we were leaving, my husband and daughter went out the door and I stood there, stayed to pay because it was my, I was treating that day and he stayed with me. And one of them was uh, an older gentleman and a younger guy from the group. They had never been really served. Right. And so the guy was at the counter and Georgie stand, I'm sorry, my son's standing there looking at him with his arms crossed and he's mad. And the guy turns around, looks at him and says, hey, little fella. And he's just puffing and puffing. He's like, what's wrong with you? And he goes, my son looks at him and he goes, what are you doing here? And the man oh. said, I came to eat. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, why are you here? The man's like, well, I have to eat like you. And my son says, no, you're supposed to be out there doing my father's work. Oh. And the guy oh, see. looks at me all weird. And I'm like, he goes, well, who are you here with, little man? Where's your, where's your mommy and daddy? And he goes, I don't have a mommy. And I'm standing right there. Right. And the man looks at me and I'm like, I'm his mother. And he goes, no, she's the lady that takes care of me. He's like, well, where's your father? And he goes, my father and brother live in heaven. I'm just here to do a job. And you're supposed to be out there doing my father's work. Now, mind you, I wasn't taking my kid to church and I wasn't reading the Bible. I would have told him if you don't get your ass in that (laughs) car, you're going to meet the rest of your family in heaven. Right. So I'm just like freaking out. Well, And and he would say things like that to people all the time. So I used to be like, okay, what's going on with this kid? Is there some place I can take him to find out what's going on with him? Maybe, maybe if I found these doctors, they could have checked yeah. him out yeah. and found out why he was saying crazy stuff. I mean, like you can that. still they they you can email them. I yeah. always post the information, and we have the emails address. Anybody, they'll you. take it. They'll take a look at it, and if they find any validity to it, they research it. Yeah, that's um, kind of cool. Yeah, but yeah. you know, he wouldn't he wouldn't go for it. Oh that. yeah, I know. But <laughs> you now you you. We're talking all week that you watch this in your sleep. So you have any of the stories? I'm the only one telling stories. And you said you had a, you already knew about this stuff. Well, yeah, I did, but you didn't give me a chance to talk. Well, you have plenty of time to talk besides all the multiple interruptions. Sorry. Uh, you talking about disclaimer that I said earlier for everybody that's listening today sorry. on this episode, there is a lot of shite that's going on in this house today. Shite. A lot of stuff. <laughs> so some of it I may be able to edit out and some of it I may not. So, but I apologize in advance. And what's your story? What's my story? Yeah. Tell me, tell us about what you know about the reincarnation and the past life regressions. Well, I just know that it, you've already said it about. I said it all. You said it all. Howard Stern, if y'all don't know, the king of all media. Uh Radio God. 
No. Uh, yeah, you just, your energy, you choose the body that you want to go to. You, you are a soul that your body chooses or <laughs> you choose the body and okay. it's true. You do. You choose who Great you want. Great story. No, but, it, but so some people like the, what I've read on the blogs, again, the videos take me down at rabbit hole because I'm going to research everything. It's in my nature. Um, just from my job, I had to fact check well, everything. How about you stick to this topic at this so moment? So I am. So this going into um, regression, peop, some people are saying that if nothing else, the takeaway is therapy. Um, there's this one lady, uh, Barnum. You know what? I have it up. I pulled it up, actually. And Oprah did a story about her. Yeah, Oprah's, a yeah, of course, Barnum. on her old show. Of course, show. Oprah did it. To, uh, Oprah's, she's the one that introduced us to Esther Hicks. If you guys don't know, look yeah. it up, Esther and Abraham with, Hicks. With, with Oprah, I mean, a lot of the stuff got out into the media that way. because, And the reason why well, we is because th there was no internet like we have now. You couldn't sure. just search everything on Google. And there were books out about reincarnation and people in past lives and afterlife and things like that. And she's had several of um, the people um, that wrote these books or these accounts on, you know, about these books on her show. And one that you could probably follow that uh, Dr. Oz was on was Dr. Weiss. And I'm sure you're going to mention him, right? Probably not on this one. I, I had him somewhere. I, cause I, like I said, I watched a bunch of lectures and I had, a, I just, him. I just can't keep going through different names and names of people without saying what they do. Sure. So and that's why I stuck to my man, um, Dr. Tucker, because he's, you, you might as well do your own documentary Virginia. on this guy, but Sheesh. you know, well, I can did, I go back to my yes. story? Can you tell the story then? You, you didn't like okay. me. <laughs> you two are so funny. Sheesh. Um, she writes a book, Ann Barham. Uh, she was featured in Oprah Magazine. Well, the author was. The author is uh, Michelle Darasaw. And she did the past life regression. If ever you guys are interested, just let me just say this. YouTube people how they did, they tried, what is it? I'm trying to think of the title. I tried past life regression. This is what happened. And most people that have tried it, they came out with a different perspective of life just in general. So this lady, the author of the article, she was taken through several past lives, including her mother. She went to, um, her mom was like a author, a storyteller. She went through different lives and she was under hypnosis, of course, because that's what you do when you do past yes. life regression. And uh, this lady, Anne, has, was through with her throughout the whole, well, she's the one who did the, the therapy. But her takeaway was, is that um, she felt like she was healed and that she can go back to yeah. And that's when I watched these past life regressions. And this is what I got out of. I watched a few of them because I was more into the reincarnation because reincarnating um, or the topic of reincarnation was more of studies of research, right. not the, you know, the past life regressions. Sure. Um, if you're finished, I want to go to another part of the past life Regression. So I have two things. So with that, with her particular article, um, she was saying that when people come out of hypnosis, 
they have, they always think that it's um, guilt, like they made it up. And she was saying that, um, that even it was your experience. So if you've healed from it, I'm telling you the yeah. the ghetto or, version of it seriously. Yeah, but you I know should... because my takeaway from it, it was more like therapy. Well, yeah, it's th- well because she's a therapist, okay. and that's that's what she was saying. She says that it takes the pressure off when you are saying to people, take from it just that you've been healed, especially if you've gone down this, you went to a past life and it was a painful memory. And then she takes you to another life. So you had a discovery on why this something traumatic happened and you're fearing water. You don't swim this life, right? And then you go to another memory and you remember your small studio apartment in New York City and you remember happy times in that New York City apartment and you remember that feeling. So, and then you come out of that regression and that's what you left with. Like you, you have those memories and you go, oh, okay, this is why I'm scared of this. I'm good. And this also, I remember New York and I remember that smell. Let me take a vacation there. Even though I live in Oklahoma, I, I made that up, but I'm, I'm, that's my, well, my the, point. the and, and it's a relationship builder. The lady in the article, she now has a relationship with her dad. She went through five lifetimes under in her subconscious with this lady. So well, check her out. And, and Barham is the lady that sh- it's called lifetime. Now the criticism that, um, psychiatrists or, um, psychologists that does these regressions. Hold on. Get, the past life perspective, discovering okay. your true nature across multiple lifetimes and Barham. Okay. okay. Well, we'll, we'll get some stuff together and post it. But, um, these um, psychologists are scrutinized quite a bit because of the key word, hypnotized. Sure. Because the power of suggestion is very strong. And if people can, people that can believe, you know. You can achieve. That you can, the I'm people that, that want to be and believe will be hypnotized. Right. Okay. Well, we, so people, we saw that in People come person. up with these stories, but there is a word that I hope I say it right, but even the definition I have to read correctly. Okay. Cryptomnesia. Cryptomnesia. Cryptomnesia okay. occurs when a forgotten memory returns without its being recognized as such by the subject who believe it is something new and original. Meaning that that story could have, you could have seen that story from somewhere. There was an example that they went over. There was a professor, remember when the the Challenger blew up? He did this purposely for this study. He took these kids that was in this one particular class and had them write down where were they and what they were doing when the challenger blew up. Many years later, he contacted them. Of course they graduated. So he contacted them and had them write the story again about the challenger blowing up. The one in particular that he mentioned was that one boy said, yeah, I didn't even know it, it blew up. One of my friends told me because 
you know, I was at work because, you know, we didn't have the internet back then, you know, blase this. So this is what he wrote. So fast forward, contacted, pulled his story out. He remembers exactly where he was. He remembers what he had on and remembers when it blew up and when, when, or the people that was around him when he was blew up, when it blew up, but he was at home by himself. So the two different stories differ because it comes from you watching stuff over a period of time that becomes implanted into your memory. Sure. But also, how do you think that investigators get their stories? Because you, what do you mean investigators get their stories for a crime or for a crime that's committed and they ask someone, they, they reinvest, they re, what do you call it? They keep questioning. So they'll go and then, then they'll go back Months but you later, know, people are coerced later. into giving confessions that way, right? No, right. but but do you see my point? Like, especially a kid, they go, "We know we saw something. We know the kid saw something. She was the only witness." So they ask her, oh, "I didn't see anything. I only saw that." And then during conversation or them playing, they'll say the memory. They'll say what they remembered. It's do you know similar. eyewitness is the worst account of anything? I'm just to telling you, investigators to do that. That's your opinion. Right? No, it's it's not an opinion. It's definitely an opinion. It is not because they've done a opinion. lot of studies on that. Because you it's can. It's not fact. It's if people they they've done studies. If people had an accident, they'll say what color car it was. Couldn't remember. They couldn't remember the color. Couldn't of the remember car. until after. But but they go to court. They know what color the car sure, is because somebody told them or no, they saw it somewhere true. else. I'm that's not true. I'm gonna chime in on this one. I'm gonna chime in on this one because I saw an accident going down here down two thirty four. It was foggy, so I was driving slow. Two cars, one that was in front of me at the light. We pull out of the light. There was another car, and you have to, you know, slow to merge onto the road. Right. Well, the the car in front of me, I let him go. I stayed behind him like three cars lengths, and I could barely see his tag. But as we were going through the light, it started clearing up just a little bit. There was another car. You could see it coming. The car in front of me slowed down because the one coming from the right looked like it wasn't going to stop. And then he continued and they rammed into him. Oh, wow. I remembered what the guy looked like in the car in front of me. And I remembered that there were, you know, because there was only one person in that car, Caucasian male. The car that was coming from from the right that hit him had three people in it, two guys and one girl. And the guy that got the person that got out of the driver's side was a guy. I remember that dark haired, olive toned people. So, for some reason, they end up going down the street a little bit more. And oh, the the car that hit him kept trying to go, and he caught tried to catch up with them, and finally pulled in front of them and made them stop. Mm-hmm. I call the police. Police come, you know, and I gave my statement. But in that split second, I forgot which color the car was that was in front of me and the color of the car that hit. But I was able to tell him who was who. Right. Yeah, see, things that... But by the time I got to court, I I gave him the correct description of the drivers and who was in which vehicle. I just couldn't remember which vehicle was which because by the time they pulled over, the car that was hit was the one that was in front. And the car that hit him was behind him. So I got those vehicles mixed up, but I had the people right. Right. The guy that got hit got charged with it. And I went to court. The The officer wants to and talk to me outside of it. And I was like, 
No, like I told you at the scene, the blonde-haired guy was in front of me. The people, the three people on the right hit him. I think, and not only that, they called me. How they got my phone number, I don't know, but they called me asking me to say that they that the guy hit them right. and that they would Probably pay me. Probably from the state. Right, yeah. And they would pay me. And I'm like, no, I'm not paying. No, I'm not doing that. Right. So he didn't want me to come in and testify and wow. told me to, and dismissed me. Yeah, because wow. you, you can't, you, a lot of times but, you can't trust eyewitnesses. So here's the thing. Do you know how when you forget a name of something, but you know it, you know that yeah. you know that your brain is already trying to figure it out the entire day. So, so you, know, you go your whole day and then out of the blue, you go, oh my yeah, God, that's, Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. But, but, you know, back to um, past thing. life regression, it's that person that, again, like I mentioned, they're under scrutiny for doing this is because you hypnotize someone, somebody that you have under, you can give suggestions to them. True. Very true. To say, yeah, this is what I remember this and I remember that and I remember this. So you implant that memory into it to them, that person like it's their memory, but it's not. How so do you that's explain it for the people that's been recorded. Jimmy, like Dr. Weiss records his Dr. Oscar. How about this? We spoke it. about this. We spoke about this earlier. Do you remember or yesterday, Dan Brown? He could be in your face talking to you normally. I'm talking but about on the TV. By, by being, he's on TV, but being a mentalist, he implants these seeds into your brain to make you think or say something that I'm, he wants to. So no, I get it. Setting, basically setting seeds the scenario. For, false, for, false, mm-hmm. for, for basically for false memories. I'm not memories. saying that doesn't yeah, exactly. happen. I'm not saying that exactly. doesn't happen. But how do you explain it when you see someone like Dr. Weiss on TV? Just like I just mentioned, Dan Brown did it in front of everybody's face recorded, and you so still I'm couldn't understand it. What? You could not how understand I, how he did it. On watching it. Well, this—he's not even hypnotizing you. He's just using he has the power of persuasion. Exactly, I and get you it. don't know he's doing it because I'm you're doing a regular you if conversation. You're asking, have you seen a past life regression? I therapy? have. Have you? Because he's the one the with process? the glasses and the 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 silver hair. Silver hair. Yeah, I've seen salt his. and pepper. Because yeah, I've seen, I watched a couple of his right. things also. So, but I mean, I'm not. Wants... I'm. I'm just giving. You know, you can't. You have to give two sides of a story. No, no, I. I get so, it. So, and that's where I'm going to the. You're how playing devil, devil's devil's advocate. advocate the, the science of it, looking at looking at it at that perspective of it, because just like we mentioned before in past life regression, if there's not true, tangible scientific data, yeah, that real scientists can't take it as, you know, fact. Right. Or that's like I said before, a lot of this is all anecdotal data. So it's only going by word of mouth. Sure. That's it. Right. So you cannot calculate anything to come up with a solution of it at all. You know, at UVA, by now, they I think they've done over 2,700 cases. It's a lot of, um, you know, hats that they play here in this this realm. Right. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, we don't know. That's like we always say, when it comes to the mind, is it the mind? Is it your brain? Is it your soul that's created? Is it your spirit that's creating, you know, yeah. these thoughts? It could be. I mean, you just don't know. And you know, and one, Dr. Ross says talks about the collective. So 
because he watched too much Star Trek. Is that what he The is? Borg, Unconscious, yeah. unconscious, I can't speak, collective. Oh, I said, well, as mom said, when she came back to me, we're all part of, we're all part of the light. We all join the light is what she says. I know. It's funny that you mentioned that. That's another thing somebody said. The people that go that remember the light, when they get to the other tunnel, the end of the tunnel, they come back as somebody else. That's some of the stories that they got also. Yeah. yeah. So if you go into the light... Yeah, you may come back by back as somebody else. Well, some people say there have been accounts where people say that the I I wasn't ready or I'm not supposed to. I wasn't. She wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> they, I wish you knew that reference. They, um, yeah, I don't know the reference, but it sounded funny. But yeah, Kevin the. Hart. Yeah, they where people say I wasn't ready yet or my soul left my body too quickly. I told you I read um, the medium's book, Kim Russo, and yeah. she was talking about You that. watch a million of her episodes on different TV shows. Yes, and I read her book. And it was a good book. And she talks about past life regression and she talks about who she was. She even found out who her husband was. She learned how to do hypnotize. Hypnosis. Hypnosis. And she. Hippopotamus. She (laughs) found out a lot about her husband and why he has certain fears and things like that. And she helped him. She helped her husband. So, listen, my takeaway from it all, if it's. It's an extraordinary, extraordinary. We can't speak today. Topic (laughs) because there's too many interruptions today. I think that. Is that what it is? It was. It got us offline. It's, It's late and we. I mean, we're bouncing around, but I mean, we got out what we wanted to say. Well, wait, I have a, I, you gave a quote. Let me give a quote. Okay. Wrap it up. He's giving me the wrap it up sign. Okay. There's a Danish philosopher, Soren, Soren Kierkegaard. I'm probably said that wrong. Probably. He once said, life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. So. I don't know the meaning of that quote. But time travel. Okay. Could that be it? Time travel? Yeah, maybe, I guess. I mean, but all in all, like I always say, we can just continue to talk about just different, you know, parts of this subject, like always. But yeah. on the next episode, we're going to go into consciousness. So this will be part three of our what part three-part of con- series. Consciousness, We're just going to subconsciousness. Is, isn't that part of it? We're just going to wrap the three-part series up with the consciousness. Okay. Try to figure out because nobody knows. I mean, we can only speculate and everybody's just speculating. Sure. I mean, I don't care how much scientific data that you have. You don't really know. Yeah. And we don't really know. Nobody knows. Yeah. So, but say you. Any other final words, final thoughts? Because I'm sure you have a lot. Maybe we need to do a part four. A part four. No, we can't tell stories, but we have to. We can tell stories if we want. Okay, I'll leave your takeaway. I'll I'll leave it to recording on. You could tell stories. Okay, what's your what's your (laughs) takeaway? On on which topic? Just in general. Well, just in not not the to close out. Yeah, to, to close it out. So to close it out. Oh gosh, I don't know what to say. I honestly believe, and second, I haven't watched and read all the things that you all have, um, but I truly believe that our our essence is all part of the light. 
and that we are we are basically like a floating consciousness and choose and pick our paths and what we want to try in each life as we come back. I agree. Yeah. That's the, I agree with that. I mean, can I prove it? No, it's just yeah. what I feel in my heart. Cause I've heard the mind could be creating our body yeah. and that's pretty much the same thing. Right. But Hey, I want to pick this life. I want to be like, um, Will Smith or somebody like that. <laughs> can I, can I choose you, that? You, but your past life you may have. But we're the same age. How could I be him if we're the exact same age? I don't listen. We're like a month apart. Meaning in age. someone like him. I didn't know you meant specifically. No, him. I want to be. You don't want to be an entanglement, sir. No, you know what? <laughs> you know who I want to be? Lenny Kravitz. No, you don't. Yes, be I do. Kravitz. Yes, I do. There's a lot of reasons why I would want to be Lenny Kravitz. Because he has, um, I don't know, tattoos. I don't. He plays yeah, tattoo- the There you go. There you go. Tattoos. That's that's it. He's got nice tattoos. Just get tattoos. Yeah, I say. Well, he's pretty good on the guitar too. So yeah, yeah. A lot of things. Yeah. Oh, oh because wait, wait he's a lot of Lisa things. Bonet's baby's daddy. Oh, wait, wait. No, you just a... took that out of my. We were th- same right, lines. Right. Lines. Exactly. It's, it's along the lines of that. But to wrap the show up, thank you guys for listening. If you're still listening, thank you. Um, thank you so much. Sorry for rambling. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys for having me on today. Yes. Now, see, you're supposed to come on and tell your ghost stories. Yes, I will. I think you let me know, well, when. We pick a date and I'll... It could be any time because this record is always here. Yeah, you, well, you have to, we have to put it on a calendar and schedule it to make sure that I actually come. Because yeah. just saying show up is just not working. Yeah, it has to be by <laughs> happenstance like today. After dog shut up, we can do it now. Yeah. Um, Sorry but, to hear here. Now, if you guys have a story to tell, go ahead and tell it. Um, please comment, like, share, and subscribe. Right? Did I miss something? I don't know. You, you're the social media person. I'm not. Yeah, that's it. That's. that's but anyway, if you guys have a story mm-hmm. to tell, and if you like like to be a part of the conversation, you can always reach me at jwcarterfilmworks at gmail.com or join my Facebook group, Mysteries and Belief Podcast at John me? Carter. If they want to reach you, just post it on that, and then I will tell you. How about that? No, that's okay. They can message you. I'm good. I just wanted to see. Okay. So, until next time. Thank you for coming to see. Love you. Peace. Ciao.